In the beginning, my why was to just get out of corporate America, okay? I had to take my employee hat off and put on uh, the person who's actually building a business. See, the person who's building a business knows that we have to put some systems in place. Right. So the challenge was getting over that mindset and into the mindset of, I'm the business owner. Welcome to the Fired Up Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Reba. The Fired Up Podcast is where we talk to entrepreneurs, learn their story, and from their journey, we're going to learn how to 10x our business. Fired Up is sponsored by Reignite. Reignite is a 10x certified business coaching program specifically designed for entrepreneurs to manage the relationships in their business, turn those relationships into referrals, and referrals into sales. Reignite is the way to 10x your business. And I'm here to talking with our guest today that has been 10xing the accounting and business world. Please welcome Joanne Leisure. Welcome Thank to the show. You. Thank you, Brad. Thank you. Thanks, Love Joanne. <laughs> Great to have you on. Um, yeah, so most people may not know that we, we've actually uh, know each other through 10x business coaching as well. So I'd love to hear as we're going through this, some of the story of how you got involved in business coaching, in addition to your accounting business. But, you know, maybe you can take us back to the part where you started everything. And what was your why for taking the entrepreneurial route and starting your business? Yeah. So listen, and thank you, by the way, for inviting me to your podcast. Oh, it's I'm great honored, to have you. Honored to be here. But um, yeah, I tell you, when I, I wanted to be, you know, have my own business for the longest time. And in the beginning, my why was to just get out of corporate America. Hmm. You know, if you remember corporate America, yeah, it was yeah. a lot like... Uh, a lot like um, what we see in reality television, you know, uh, I felt like I was on Survivor. And I remember the last job, the last job that I had, um, I, I probably wanted to be more of the entrepreneur prior to that, but I got another job thinking maybe this would just solve that problem. And I remember stepping off of the elevator uh, for this new job and, and, and the hallway was like that, that that vision in sh The Shining, where it just kind of got longer and longer and yeah. longer as <laughs> right, I walked right. in for the first day. And, uh, you know, so it, at first, my why was really just about me. It was about me not liking what I was doing, not liking the various people that I was surrounded with. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was just a very small why. My son is grown. Um, you know, I have a husband or what have you. But, I, you know, but the fact is that it was just really about me. And then it shifted. Eventually, it all shifts. So at first, you want to kind of escape that was my why. And then it shifted into wanting something even more than what a job could ever give me. Sure. I wanted really control of my own economy. And so that is the reason why I do what I do right now is because I want to have full control over how much I make, where I'm going to work, if I'm yeah. going to work here uh, in Northeast Pennsylvania doing accounting, or if I'm going to work somewhere else that, you know, and enjoy the sunshine, I want total control. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. And being able to have that freedom to control what you're working on, who you're working with, when and where really is, is important to just own who you are and, and, and how you want to serve. And taking that route's never easy. Right. So there's one school of thought that, that the corporate job might have been a safer route, although I don't know these days with everything that's going on in the economy. So 
There's a different set of challenges, though, as an entrepreneur. Maybe you can talk about some of the things that were challenging as you started the business and things began to grow. What what types of roadblocks did you run into? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I'd been a, I had been a um, an employee my entire life. You know, from the late '90s when I started to uh, you know to work in accounting, and there's a mind shift that you have to make from being the employee to being the entrepreneur. So that in itself was a challenge, right? Yeah. So in the beginning of my business, if you want to even call it that, uh, in the beginning I would take anything, like most people, but then I would also take on the rules of the clients that were giving me their 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 work to do right they had all these you know this is how they did it this was the work that they did sure. this you know it took it took it took a long time to do people's work uh, in bookkeeping and accounting because most of the time when you have these you know entrepreneurs most of the time they're not doing it properly so a lot of times yeah. you know they don't have any structure and then they just hand you this big mess and expect you to just manage the mess just fix it right Exactly. Yeah. But managing it their way. Right. Yeah. So my biggest challenge was to take my employee hat off. Mm. OK, I had to take my employee hat off and put on uh, the person who's actually building a business. See, the person who's building a business knows that we have to put some systems in place. Right. Right. And the person who's building the business understands that their structure and it's got to be my structure so that I can scale. Right. So a lot of times I was just bogged down with work. I was bogged down with handcuffs, handcuffs to all these little businesses that wanted to do it their own right, way. Right. So the challenge was getting over that mindset and into the mindset of I'm the business owner. You came to me. I'm the expert. This is the way I do it. Mm -hmm. This is how I expect you guys to give me the work so that I can actually do it properly for you. This is a system I have in place. And by doing that, I can teach other people to do my system so that I have employees, right? So I'm no longer, right. you know, buried under a bunch of work. Now I'm actually in business. So that was that biggest challenge, that mindset. Okay. Yeah. And that mindset shift is significant because you have to think differently as an entrepreneur uh, than you would as an employee. You've got that owner mentality. And I, I got to imagine that asking you to do things their way, even if you know that it's not the best method, there's a subtlety. There's, there's sort of a, a way that you talk to a client that you're trying to help, but you have to I don't know. I think that's always a balance of trying to explain your expertise and impart that on them while still maintaining that relationship that you're trying to build, right? You're educating, you're trying to coach, you're trying to help them. Talk to me about some of the challenges just in the mind shift and, and even trying to shift the mindset of your customer, your client to work with you the right way. Yeah. So another mistake that I made in business is that I was not managing my clients' expectations. Sure. So what I found is the best way to manage their expectations is to be upfront with what I do versus what they do. Yeah. So when I'm selling someone something, I am uh, asking these questions that show them that I am the expert ultimately. Right. When they realize that they weren't doing something or they should have been doing this or they should have been doing that. The kind of value that I'm bringing to them is for them to understand that an expert is now working on your accounting and bookkeeping. So what that means is you can let go. Right. 
right. you can let go of the, 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 the wheel and allow me to do it my way. Because you don't walk into a McDonald's and tell them how to make their Big Mac, right? I mean, yeah, not, pretty not much usually. Th- this is how it works, right? So most of the time you walk in someplace and the expert takes care of what it is that they need to take care of and right. you need to trust that expert. And that's what I started to set up up front so that you're understanding that this is what I'm going to need. I'll give you. So now when I'm doing like the onboarding for my bookkeeping and accounting clients, I am giving them a checklist of the things that I need. That's good. Now what's different is not only am I giving you a checklist, we're doing a kickoff meeting. We're doing a kickoff meeting where I'm telling you what to expect, when to expect it, what I ultimately need, the common questions that I might have, how you can find the answers for those questions, that type of thing. And just setting up their expectations from the very beginning allows their minds to shift knowing that now they have a professional that they're working with. Sure. And, And it sounds like not just a professional, but a professional system that you've employed. And I think that's another mindset shift as an entrepreneur, at some point in your business, you have to make sure it's not about you. It's about the system you've put in place. Otherwise, you'll never duplicate yourself. You can't scale. And it sounds like that's something that you figured out. But did you know that in the beginning? Or is this something that you had to figure out the hard way? No, it's definitely something I had to figure out the hard way. It's definitely something that um, you know, in the beginning, like I said, you have this employee mentality. So you're just looking at the money. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You're looking at, uh, just, you know, telling everybody everything that you know how to do. Right. So I'm selling everything I know how to do. Right. I've, been, I've been working for over 20, 25 years. Yeah. So I'm, I, I can do this. I can do that. I can be on this system. I can be on that system. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that is something that's a big challenge for somebody coming out of that world sure. and into, into the world of, Oh, systemizing. Yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense because I did run, um, you know, I did in my my heyday, I did run departments, right? And they had a system. So I needed to take the the employee hat off, yes, but implore some of the things that I learned how to do in just running departments. And in running departments, I know that, look, it's almost like a conveyor belt. So we start off with the mail comes in. And then, you know, you take the mail and you stamp it. And then you do this and you do that and you do this until you finally have the the product of accounting. And so I had to employ... You, you don't throw what you learned away, but you definitely now understand that these systems work for you in a different way than they work for you as an employee. Sure. Yeah. And, and it sounds like you have to teach that as much as you do anything else of how to use the system. And then as the business scales, you, are you able to use those to duplicate yourself and scale the business and, and go through that type of uh, a transformation? Yeah, absolutely. So I've hired employees uh, before. I also have interns. Um, you know, what we do is we have a list. I I'm looking for it right in front of me, but <laughs> no, I, ha- I have a list of every single task that happens in this business. And again, that was something that I took from running departments. Every task has who does it, right, has a backup person and a backup backup person. That's good. And then on and on top of that, every task has a, um, how do I say, it has a, a way of doing it. So a procedure, yeah, that's right. that's what I'm looking for. So there's a narrative of the procedure and how to 
how it goes with, you know, a couple pictures here and there. Sometimes I even have a video that, you know, someone can, can look at so that eventually I can step away. So I haven't gotten there yet where, mm -hmm. you know, I, I want to have it in place where I have someone who's actually running this business so that I can move on to the next business. But that's pretty much how I've been doing it so that I can scale so that I can give it over to somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's, that's so important and something that I think takes a little while to break yourself away from the, the business depends on me. Right. And, and, and how could it ever function if I'm not a part of it? But if you do that at scale, you can only trade so much time for money, right? So you're right. going to hit a ceiling. Uh, and then, you know, essentially you don't have a business. You've just bought yourself an expensive job. Uh, right. Right. And, and so these are the concepts that, that you and I know now, but you're coaching other entrepreneurs and business leaders who probably haven't figured this out yet. So what advice would you give to someone that says, Hey, I, this sounds like a great story. I want to jump out of my corporate job and start a business to, you know, today, tomorrow, uh, there's gotta be something that you would do differently knowing what you know now and, and sort of can give that advice to anybody who's aspiring to start their own business. Yeah, and the first thing I would do is hire a business coach. And and I'm I'm going to tell you something. I actually did hire a business coach. She's a very good business coach. What happens though eventually is that you grow out of some some types of business coaches, right? So, uh, but the first thing I would say to someone is that you need someone who's going to hold you accountable for everything that you say you're going to do. And then I would say to myself also you know, that 10x mentality. You know, most people, when I first heard of 10x, I thought that it really just meant do, doing things 10 times. In fact, sometimes I hand the book to somebody and they say, oh, the 10 times rule, right? So, <laughs> right, and, right. <laughs> but my favorite part of the book is when Grant Cardone explains that it's going to take you 10 times the effort right. to get to your goals and target. So, you know, with knowing that, then you don't give up, knowing that it's going to be harder than you ever thought that it was going to be. It's going to be very rewarding, yeah. but I would definitely have started off with a business coach and an understanding of what 10X really meant. Yeah, I think that's important. And as coaches, we have coaches, we have elite coaches that are helping us through the program. So you recognize as you're in that community the value of coaching, of having a mentor, of having somebody to guide you. And that's not something I think initially the thought is, well, I got to do it on my own. I've got to figure this out. And there's so many opportunities to find a mentor, even if it's just somebody that you can talk to on a regular basis. And I think the things that you pointed out are great. Get accountability, right? And, and then also understand the mindset and get that reinforced because so many times the limiting thinking, the limiting beliefs are what stop us from advancing our business. And there's probably limiting beliefs you had to let go of. Um, and so if you think about those, I mean, are there any things right now that are challenging either you or your clients to just a limiting belief that you got to let go? Yeah, no, absolutely. That limiting belief of, you know, everything, uh, you know, I can do everything. That's a limiting belief in itself. Sure. You know, I can do everything. I can take on anything that you give me. Um, you know, 
you need to make some offers. You need to create offers. You know, the first few, I created three offers in the very beginning. And so, and, and, and I stay with those offers, right? So I have a few more offers that are, you know, a little more embellished, but the fact of the matter is my core business is three offers. So don't offer everything that you've got. You know, the fact is that you don't have to do everything, right? Right. So the, the other thing that I would, um, you know, that I would say also is an, a limiting belief. I've heard people talk about, you know, the, the riches are in the niches, right? I've heard that, you know, we're finding sure. niche and, you know, but guess what? You don't necessarily have to find a niche in the sense of an industry, right? Your niche can be something that, you know, you do things, certain things for small businesses or you do certain things for mid-level businesses. That could be the niche as opposed to trying, I'm going to just work with travel agents. I'm just going to work with dentists. You know, the fact of the matter is that you don't have to limit yourself in that way. And the, the other limiting belief that I think I have in that I think I, I, I hear other people have is they're listening to the wrong people, right? You, they, your limited belief. See, when I coach my clients and when I coach Grant Cardone's clients, I'm not coaching like I'm Joanne Lazier. I'm coaching the way Grant Cardone coaches me. So we're not going to be, you know, I'm not giving yeah. anybody something that I made up myself or that, you know, it, I'm just trying it on you to see if it works. Right. right? right. So be be careful of who you listen to, right? What what are they listening to? And you know, I'd also say, you know, the negativity. Beware of the negativity that surrounds you. You know, there's negativity in the television. You know, there's negativity with the news. There's negativity. It's just it's everywhere. Be very wary about people who bring you negativity, things that bring you negativity, and f- try to focus on positive things, what, learning something, mastering what you already know how to do, mastering it to the point where, you know, you're so good at it, it takes you only a few minutes to really produce it, you know, stuff like that. So those are the things and I, I, I do encourage that for my for you know, for my mentees, for the people that I coach. You know, and I, I also I guess I just say that, you know, with the limiting belief I doesn't really just want to hit on, you know, the limiting belief is to think that you know everything, right? Yeah, sure. And you don't. <laughs> and you don't. You think right. you know everything. You think you know why people put billboards up. You don't really know. You know, you criticize everything. Why do they have that billboard over there? Nobody passes there. You know, it just it's just stop. Sit back and learn yeah. from a master. Learn from a master. And um, And then also people do business with people. I know I'm giving you guys a lot. People no, do great. business with people. Yeah. <laughs> people do business with people. So learn how to get along with people, right. to get people to the table, to get people on the phone, to talk to people. Remember that they don't really do business out of the yellow pages. They want to see the person and do business with the person. Right, right. Yeah, your Google search, your website, even your product is not what's going to, to sell people or get them to do business. And I think I can identify with that. This is something that took me a while to learn, uh, especially being in the software business and being someone of a tech background, that I was sure if we built the best product, well, of course somebody's going to buy it. Why wouldn't they? And we even have people tell us, you guys built the best product in the market. But that alone was not going to get uh, supporters, wasn't going to get customers. 
wasn't going to get partners to the table to do business with us. We had to build the relationships. And until we built those relationships, there were no referrals, there were no sales, there was really no business cycle. And you're talking about this too, that, you know, it's not just about having the accounting system in place or having the business system you need to know how to build those relationships, and you've you've mastered that uh, to a, to a large degree. And that's something that I feel like you know is is as a business coach, what we hopefully strive for is to see our clients do better than we could ever imagine. Um, and that that's right. that's something rewarding. I don't know if you look at back at, at how you've grown the accounting business, the coaching business, anything that sticks out that you're really proud of that you've accomplished. Yeah, I mean, in the beginning, like I said, for my story, it was really my why was all about me. Eventually, I turned into the type of person who gives, 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 right? So just like you just said, we want to see our clients do really, really well. I'm not just slinging something at you. I am invested in you doing better whether it's me coaching you or just helping you along with some random advice or something along those lines. I've built networks with my, you know, my chambers. I have like three local chambers kind of surrounding me within a, you know, I would say a hundred mile radius that I'm really, um, you know, I'm really involved with and constantly giving mentoring, uh, you know, giving to people all of the time, volunteering, saying yes to everything, and you know, and yeah. and and just giving value, and I think that that is something that I'm very proud of. It makes me feel really good. It wasn't anything I ever thought of. I was that employee. Like once five o'clock hits, I'm out of here. And now it's like I'm overextending myself. My schedule doesn't stop at five. I think I'm going to be seeing you later on today. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? All of that stuff is is. Just me volunteering, but giving my the best that I have yeah. uh, to other people, and and I get so much back in return. So that's that's something I'm, I'm proud of, and something I learned. In all yeah. This, this well, well, let's go into that a little bit because you had to learn different ways of operating in order for that to work. I mean, you you can't overextend yourself or say yes to everything or even a lot of things unless you structure your time and your day differently. I mean, the the misconception of time management. I can manage time. But, but really, you had to manage yourself, right? I mean, how did, how did you change your operating habits in order to make this work and be able to take massive action to do all the things you're doing? Yeah. Well, listen, Grant always says that, you know, the opportunities come out of the doing, right? The creativity comes out of it. These opportunities come out of it. So I'm not afraid to say yes to to just about everything. Do I have time for every little thing? No. But the fact of the matter is that when I'm saying yes to things, I mean, nobody's asking me to work 40 hours, you know, volunteer. So I'll give you an example. You know, I am in uh, B&I. And for anybody who doesn't know what B&I is, it's a referral networking group so I have a chapter and there's chapters all over the, the world yeah. uh, one of the things that had happened a couple of years back or a year and a half back unfortunately was one of the directors had passed away what directors do in BNI is that we help the different chapters kind of stay within you know doing BNI and succeeding in BNI and when he passed away I called uh, the regional person and I said you know uh, you know if you need me I know I can't 
can't replace this person, but I would love to, uh, you know, help out and, and, and direct. And the fact of the matter is that this isn't something that I take on and I do it every single day of the week. So I think I do it maybe two or three times a month. I go to another chapter and I am volunteering and now I'm bringing myself in front of people at the same time. So it's not completely selfless. The fact of the matter is I, like I said, people do business with people. So people know me, they begin to trust me because I'm someone who's being authoritative with, you know, how these things work. Somebody, you know, they can ask me questions. They can contact me. I can contact them. But at the same time, the importance of that role is to help them succeed in BNI, helping you succeed in your journey in BNI so that you're making money, getting referrals, building your business. And so when I say, you know, saying yes to everything, just make sure that it's not something you're saying yes to free labor for everything. You know, there should be something where it, it helps you and it shouldn't be over, you know, you're not overextending yourself. You can do things and, uh, you know, still have time to do other things. And let's face it, if people do business with people, that's how I get business. That's right. how I ultimately will get someone to buy from me. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That makes sense. And, and I think that's really, as you, grow your business and you start to see opportunities. You talked in the beginning about, well, you said yes to everything and every, every one. Uh, this is a different way I think you're talking about because you're being more conscious, more mindful of the things that you are getting involved in, but you're not afraid of the massive action that you have to take. You recognize what's required. And, and you, like you said, you see the value, you see the value in it for the other person and for yourself. You see that return and I think that's an important step to be able to evaluate the things that, that give us value and give others value versus things that, that maybe just don't have that return. And um, so it, it's, it's great to see all you're doing, uh, the amazing development that your, your business has had and, and the impact that you've had on me. I have to thank you as well as a mentor and a coach in, in our group because you, you've definitely helped me think differently and, and scale my business. So, you know, with everything that you've got going on, I, I got to ask, what's next? What's what's the <laughs> new goal? What's what's next on your horizon? Yeah, no, the next is to continue to scale my uh, day one accounting business. Um, you know, I have a webinar coming up on budgets, uh, you know, how to put a budget together for you small businesses. Um, I always, you know, we, I always focus on what Grant focuses on is the top line. Um, but I'm going to show you how to put a, a budget together. I'm going to show you how to, uh, you know, utilize that budget compared to your actuals, keep those targets and work harder to get to where you need to be. So that's next, is utilizing webinars to teach people more about, uh, you know, accounting and bookkeeping so that they can utilize it and grow their business. Great. And so we can get a link for our audience to come and make sure they, they check that out? Absolutely, I'll give you a link. Awesome. Absolutely, I'll give you a link. And if for, for any reason uh, you haven't, you know, gotten that link, for any reason, you can always find me at dayoneaccounting.com. That's D-A-Y one accounting.com on the right hand side just you know a hit uh, a consultation with me i'd be happy to talk to you about anything and everything so that's great that's great and you're all over social media i see uh, that you've, you've got uh, good outreach and definitely an example of how to to get known um in the space and, and keep that business cycle going so that's great uh, i really appreciate like i said you're uh, mentorship and guidance as a business coach. You've definitely been helpful to me. And I, I know that's, that's helpful information for others as well. 
Awesome. Thank yeah. you. Thank, and thanks again for having me for this opportunity. And, you know, one last thing I would definitely, you, you, you hit on something in that last blurb that you're talking about, and that was don't be afraid to do things uh, for other people. Don't always be looking out for yourself. You're, you know, it, it's going to come. It's going to come. So don't be afraid to say yes. Yeah, I agree. That's that's it. And sometimes we have to serve others first and just know that that energy is out there and it will come back, but it's it's not something that you have to consciously always look for the other end of it. It's it's something that I think when you give a little more freely like that, it it that that energy definitely manifests itself back to you. Um, and there's a lot of different words or you know people talk about it, but it, I think universally that might be something that, you know, before we, we, we jump out of this, um, we can talk a little bit about is, is there anything that, you know, you've visualized in these, we talk, talk about that mindset change, but you know, you had a vision of it. You, you told yourself that positive story, you cut the negativity out and, and you realized it, you know, you think back to the times where you had to, you, you were the, you had to have the belief first, you have to have the belief, you have to have the action and then you have to do it. And then it happens. And, and you've probably got a good instance where we can talk about how you took action on that visualization and made it a reality. Yeah. I mean, Grant Cardone talks heavily on writing your goals down. And I can tell you that in writing the goals down, you, you can begin to um, have it reverse engineer. Yes. Uh, reverse engineer how you're making those, you know, those things happen. Um, so uh, let's see if I could give you a good story. I mean, just the story about how business is running right now. So, you know, one of the things that, you know, me being in accounting and bookkeeping, I will tell you that it was not really my passion. And, uh, you know, Grant will say that you don't necessarily have to do your passion, but yeah. it'd be nice, right? It'd be nice if you could be, <laughs> sure, working, sure. <laughs> be working at something that you love to do. So one of the things that I had on my uh, my goals and my targets was that I was a sought after uh, speaker, mentor, and coach. And that was something that was just very important to me um, because, you know, I don't necessarily like anymore, you know, putting my head down and working on accounting. I want to now be in a position where I'm talking to people about building their businesses and, and having those businesses really work for them. Yeah. So, uh, you know, in that, as I write them, I am a sought after speaker, coach and mentor. People Absolutely. are asking me all the time to speak at their events and, uh, you know, uh, help them with this and help them with that. So that's just one thing that I wrote down. And all of a sudden I get all of these opportunities where people are asking me to speak. Even like I mentioned to you about being the director of BNI, the fact is those are speaking engagements. Every time I get, you know, to, yep. to go to another chapter and meet right. new people, I'm speaking to them. So I am living the part of myself that is, um, you know, that is the passion. I'm doing it every day while I'm building my business. So that just in itself is what I've manifested. That's amazing. That's great. I think for anybody that, that really wants to do something that is meaningful to them, that's great inspiration. So I really appreciate you sharing that. Thank you. Yeah. Well, great. <laughs> well, we'll leave it right there. And I really appreciate it. Joanne, thank you so much for being on the show today. You were an awesome guest. 
Really glad that I got to share that uh, with others because, like I said, usually uh, it's 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 us uh, doing our our meetings, and, and you impart so much knowledge with me. I knew that you would be a great resource and and just a really great source of knowledge for everyone else. So, thank you so much for everything you do. Thank really you, appreciate Brad. it. All right, and we'll leave it there. This is Brad Riva for the Fired Up Podcast, reminding you to stay fired up and do something great. Cause when my crew